Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the final week of the Ninth State Sports Show Lacrosse Edition for 2021. Uh, my name is Joe Marcellina. Joining me again is Derry Field AD and boys lacrosse coach Chris Hetler. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Joe. Officially, officially summer, man. Camp started, and of course, the first first day of camp, it's it's 95 and humid, so <laughs> we're we're right into we're right into summer now. It's uh, but it's good. Like like we've been saying all spring, it's good to be out coaching. Good to be outside. Well, good. Good. You can you can enjoy the outside. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my uh, uh, my butt inside and, and just kind of enjoy the air conditioning. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm if I don't need to be. I'm out. not gonna say I'm not gonna say it wasn't a good feeling to come inside after camp. That's but it true. Was, it yeah. was still a fun day. We just a half day camp, and it was it was fun to be out there this morning. We had over 130 kids out there, oh. all spread out, running around. It was a lot of a lot of fun. But oh, yeah, boy. the uh, the AC is definitely kicked on where I am. Yeah. Days like that, I don't mind being indoors. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you can, uh, since this is our, our last show of the of the 2021 season, um, I'd say you could send us your questions, but uh, it'll be a while till we get to answer them. But feel free to shoot us some feedback uh, by sending an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com or on Twitter at nhhsports. Um, you know, and, uh, man, I can't, I can't believe that we're already at this point, that this is uh, – you know, we talked about, I think, a couple points throughout the year that it was just moving by so fast. And, and yeah, here we are now, what, two and a half weeks removed from the championship games? And um, I don't feel like know. it should be coming to an end. Maybe maybe we do a couple check-ins this summer <laughs> on the uh, on the recruiting scene and stuff. Yeah, the club scene is, is going full blast. And, uh, you know, it's it's good to be uh, it's good to be out there. We're seeing coaches on the sidelines again, scouting. And, uh, you know, the dead period's been been lifted and and coaches are out so uh yeah maybe we'll have to do a couple we'll check-ins maybe in the even uh, we could talk a little pro lacrosse too i don't know if I'm there you sure. go yeah, we were i know yeah. you, we were texting each other the other night about one of those games the pll games love to yeah yeah that'd be good well uh before we get into this we'd like to remind uh everyone that the nine state sports show is proudly sponsored by roger howe of the bean group are you thinking of selling your home now may be the time just like the weather the market is hot and interest rates remain at all-time lows it's time to call Roger Howe, a licensed professional realtor with The Bean Group. Not sure what your home is worth? Roger will provide a market analysis for you at no charge. With 12 years of experience in residential, commercial, leasing, and investment properties, Roger knows your local market. Contact Roger Howe of The Bean Group at 800-450-7784 or 603-247-1583 or email him at roger at rhowrealestate.com. All right, I know He's not we, kidding. I just looked up. I just looked up a thirty-year fixed rate right now. It still is below three right now. Two point eight. That's not bad. That's pretty good. I'd, I'd get on that. Call Roger right now. Get him going. Um, and it, and it's certainly. I mean, the, you know, never truer that the the market is hot like the weather. That is uh, <laughs> that is absolutely true. Um, so I, you know, we we said last week or we we teased it last week that we were going to talk about the uh, the twenty twenty two season. We're going to look ahead into our crystal ball. Uh, this week and and tell you what's going to happen next year um, but before we do that uh wanted to spend a little time maybe talking about the uh the the two teams that i posted on nh-highschoolsports uh this week the uh, yeah yes the, you ask uh the readers and the viewers for feedback i think you got <laughs> something today already did get a little bit of feedback on those uh those boys and girls all state teams uh you know and it wasn't all bad i did get some good feedback um which i pre- appreciate both Love to hear both. Um, I do think I do some I do think some clarity behind how you pick the teams and and even uh, you know you had posted your your top five games 
uh, right. both the, yes. the boys and girls side earlier this this week, and uh, you know you get some feedback about those. those I think I think some clarity on how he went about choosing those, and uh, you know, yeah, of course, um, you know, and, and might it's, go along listeners and the viewers. I you know I know I know in a lot of things I post. Uh, you know, I say, oh, the the games that we covered this year, or or players that we saw this year, and um, and especially this year more than ever, because I ha- I unfortunately uh, lost a couple of, of freelancers uh, that had been helping out um, in past seasons. Um, the we is is really just my way of saying I without saying I, because <laughs> I always feel I always feel weird just saying, oh, I did this, you know, and I I watched these games. Um, so the the we is me. Um, really, the, the the opposite of of what uh, what a lot of those your your team jerseys say or team shirts say, you know. Um, so yeah, it was a game. It games that I went to that I I saw that I thought were you know excellent games. Um, it, you know, in regards to the the top five uh, boys and girls games of this year. Um, yeah, there were a lot of other really good games. Um, that certainly could have been on that list. Uh, that I did not see. Um, unfortunately, I haven't figured out how to be everywhere yet uh, but you made a lot of you made a lot of those, those were some pretty good games that you yeah, i did had yeah there yeah you, you made it to you picked you picked some good games to attend this year for i sure. really and i had a hard time making that list too because there were i know there was some overlap with teams i tried not to to do a team more than twice on that list and and um i could have gone with a couple of games you know i uh you guys, Dairyfield had some some really good games there with with Portsmouth and Winnicott and Oyster River that I was at. Uh, Timberline had some great games. Uh, I felt like whenever I showed up, they played a great game. Um, I'm trying to think of who else off the top of my head. Um, you could have, I was going to say Timberline. Timberline could have been your top five all the way through. I mean, you didn't I, yeah. even have their <laughs> epic. Uh, they turn around. They get beat first game of the season by Winnicott, and then they go what with triple overtime, quadruple overtime. Uh, it was I, I think it might have just been a, just double overtime. I, I'm, I think just double yeah. overtime. All right. Yeah, um, so that was a yeah. But yeah, you're right. There was yeah, there were plenty of games there, and then you know it kind of applies too for the all state teams too. I you know, I I think I I want to say I went to almost sixty games this year, um, which I mean you figure that over including playoffs that's nine weeks. Um, you know, that's a little bit more than six games a week, uh, or, you know, on average, obviously six plus games, let's say, uh, I try to see as much as I can. I, you know, I, I follow as much as I can in terms of Twitter and Facebook and social media and other, what other, uh, media is reporting, you know, unfortunately with, with what's gone on in the last year, a lot of my colleagues, uh, that, you know, they're not out as doing, doing as much. So there's a little bit less of that to, to check out. Um, you know, with teams not traveling as far, I didn't get to see some of the, you know, the northern teams or the western teams, you know, as much as I maybe normally do. You know, so so yeah, this year was a tough year to put these all state teams together, um, particularly on the girls' side. You know, I'll, I'll use the, you know, if if I have a tough dis- you know call on on some of the spots, I'll look at maybe some of the division all state teams to use as kind of like a, you know, a tiebreaker in a sense, or I'll reach out to some coaches or or, or something. Um, you know, but the way the girls teams were done this year, they, they basically just submitted names and put them on the team. So there wasn't a first team, second team, you know, there were a lot of kids that weren't on those teams that I thought were going to be on those teams should have been on those teams. So I, you know, it, it, is it, it's not, it, it's not a perfect process in a good year. Uh, it was a far from perfect process this year. Uh, but you know, if you want to, you want to, you know, tell me what you think about the teams. You don't like what I put together. You please email me, message me. I'm 
more than happy to hear it. Like I said. You know, so as we go through as we go through some of the teams, who are some of the hard kids that maybe you know you were you were debating there? Were there any kids? Were there any kids that you felt like maybe uh, you know still still worthy of, of? If you had an honorable mention list, do you have a, do you have a top? Do you have a, I mean, do you have a group of kids the, that maybe? So so on the boys' side, um, you know the midfield spots were. I mean, I, I, I probably could have put three teams together of just midfielders. Like it was, I, I feel like that was probably the deepest spot. Um, maybe of any, any position for midfielders. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it, and, and to look at, you know, you know, some of the guys that, that are on there and some of the guys that I, I for, unfortunately didn't include, I mean, it was, that was probably the toughest thing out of, um, you know, the, the entire boys team and maybe the, maybe both teams together. I, uh, I would agree girls, just from, yeah. just from the standpoint, you know, the all American list came out, you had, you had Spencer Clark, you had Connor Holly. You had Riley Lawhorn and Michael Kiley, all midfielders making right. all American. So some people are going to turn around and they're going to be like, "Well, you had, you got an all American on your second team. Well, if you if you only have three, if you only have three spots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you got four. You got four midfielders there. You know, not all of them are going to make it. And um, you know, you you really like the way Drew Fleury played. I this did. Year, you I know, you for, know when for I saw, when I saw him play, um, I thought that he did he did a lot for that team. Um, you know, everything except maybe making saves, which the guy that was making saves, Ethan Johnson, is also on the, you know, on that first team. Um, you know, I, I thought Drew had a, a fantastic year. Uh, and, you know, not to take anything away from those other guys. It's not like I'm penalizing them for something. It's just that I thought that, you know, Flurry had a better year, or not a better year, but was, was meant more to South maybe than those other guys did to their teams. Uh, you know, and if... I, I, yeah, so that's that's why I went with with him on the first team, you know, and and, and Riley and and uh, Michael Kiley from Bishop Girton, Riley Lawhorn from Sauhegan, and then Nate Levine from Wyndham. Who I mean, that's a guy too. He was he was D two Offensive Player of the Year, um, you know, and and putting him on the second team that was another tough call, you know. He he's certainly a kid that uh, that deserves consideration for for a first team, but like I said, that's sure how had over ninety had over ninety points yeah. on the season, yeah. Yeah, big year. There were a lot of a lot of guys like that. Yeah, you know? so uh, it was it was a tough it was a tough call in a lot of spots. Um, yep. You know, there were other spots that were a little bit little bit you know in the in the other direction were tough to to kind of figure out you know because I think I think goalie was one of them too. You know, I think you and I talked a little bit about that uh, at points throughout the season. You know that that there were a lot of good goal, there were a lot, lot of good yeah a lot year. of good goalies. No, but but maybe not any like you know really elite guys um and i i think a lot of a lot of this too had to do with just having that year off um you know i think sure. there were a lot of a lot of kids on both the boys and the girls side who you know had they had that year of experience under their belts from last year maybe would have separated themselves a little bit so um that made it a little bit tougher too i think I think also this year too even even harder you know obviously you know bishop Gurdon going undefeated having you know basically their their whole lineup you know could have could have been in this could have been in discussion for any one of these spots i mean would you agree with that yeah i i mean that's a little hard a yeah. little hard to you know they didn't unfortunately didn't get the opportunity to play out of state to really kind of show what those kids what those kids could do but I, again i don't think it was any disrespect to those players they just you know there there were a lot of a lot of good players this year and god uh let's do a quick count here two, two three four five six seven eight 
you had eight eight Bishop Girton players make your make your all state team there. So pretty pretty good representation. But again, probably could have had upwards of, of twelve or more on there if you really wanted. Sure, to. yeah, and it's. You know. I mean, the other the other side of that too is, um, you know, just how much are, are are guys playing? I mean, I feel like there were some games, you know, and not not just with 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 BG, uh, but some other other teams too, where you you know maybe those teams are so deep that you're not you're only seeing a guy play, you know, a quarter and a half or you know, a limited time because they're rotating in other guys, or maybe the score gets a little bit. Out. And that's, you know, again, I know don't mean to to try to penalize anybody for that for being too good or or something like that but i mean i guess it kind of comes off that way no but that but i mean that's a good context to have it with so your all-state team it, it seems like you're kind of saying that you valued the player's role on their team more than maybe you know truly like if that if those players had been on a different team they might have been more uh more valued to that team so when if, if there was kind of a push would you say that you went with guys that were more valuable to their team yeah in your eyes that, absolutely year? yeah that's that's a that's exactly yeah that sounds exactly like how i would have yeah yeah what i went with <laughs> um yeah it was but i'm you know i'm i'm i like the way these teams came out um i i feel like they're pretty well representative of, of the kind of year that that um that we had across the state um you know, and if uh, if you disagree, please, you know, like I said, let me know. Um, we'd love to hear from you. I'd like to see it. We'll have somebody put together an all-snub team, right? Have somebody <laughs> send, have some feedback. Send, yeah. send, send an all-snub team in. <laughs> who, do, who, did Joe, who did Joe miss? And put him on no, there. That's, that's certainly fine. Yeah, we go. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Uh, any other thoughts? Any other thoughts on the girls' on the girls, uh, the girls' girls list? You know, again, we kind of yeah. mentioned that. It was a little bit more difficult to put that one together just due to the nature of the way the voting went in the, in the you know the well the lack of voting I the guess la- you would yeah say, I I I mean for girl side for any from from what I've understand and and I really like I understand what the I understand what the the goal was here obviously it was a weird year um, you know you you didn't have teams playing a full schedule like they normally would against you know the whole division or or whoever um, you had some teams that had to shut down because of because of COVID issues, I'm assuming. Um, so I get why they changed this up a little bit. But from what I understand, the way they did the All-State on the girls' side was that they had just there were there was just one, you know, one team. Um, and, and honestly, I mean, it's more calling them like All-State selections is probably a better way to put it than than a team. Um, because from what I understand, what you what the coaches were asked to do was submit three position players, three field players, and a goalie. Um, and then those kids would just be whoever they submitted was would just be on the team, um, which then you know, looking over the teams, there's some you know I'm wondering if some coaches thought, well, I don't want to put in all all four, so I'll put in just two, or you know if there were some coaches, it looks like maybe you know, I I had one one coach tell me that they didn't get an email, another one told me that the email went into a spam folder and and didn't get seen until after the deadline. Um, you know, so there are some, there were some kids missing on the all state teams that probably should have been on them. Uh, so yeah. I, you know, that made it a bit of a challenge trying to understand why, wait a minute, I thought this kid had a really good year. Why weren't they on this other, you know, so that took a little bit of sorting out, uh, once I finally realized that was what was going on. Um, so yeah, that made it a little bit tough too. And, and also, you know, we're, you're talking about the, the, all-Americans on the boys' side and saying, well, what, you know, you got this kid here and this kid there, and he was an All-American, and so was he. On the girls' side, they haven't even decided on this yet. 
um, it, you know, it's still being it's it's still being processed or still being debated or voted on. I'm not entirely sure. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping that they they come out with these things. You know, before all these kids go off to college, that would you know the seniors go off to college, that would be nice. It, but, it um, is strange that it hasn't come out. Well, uh, yeah. if it has come out, I haven't. It has. It, it hasn't I've, come out yet. I've I've asked. I've I've asked around and everyone's told me that it's not done yet. Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm stunned by that. Cause usually, I mean, I know the girls, the girls usually comes out a little bit later, but, but I feel like this is even really late for, for this. Um, you know, so hopefully, yeah, I, I have a feeling there's going to be, you know, some, some looking at that too, where, where it's, you know, maybe I had someone that, that, that ends up being an all American on a spot on the, on one of these teams that you wouldn't think they would be. Right. I don't, I'm not, I, yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. We've got our we've got our all state. We've got our all division all state teams. Um, you know, do we kind of want to? Does that kind of want to lead us into you know looking at looking at next year? I what, think what so. Yeah. I think. What are you uh, thinking for I next think year? Now, I think we'll uh, we'll say farewell to twenty twenty one and uh, and move on to to twenty twenty two. And I think probably. I mean, we'll just start right at the right at the top there um, on the D one boy side. Uh, you know, I, w- I was looking over rosters uh, again this afternoon, and, um, you know, it's uh, – I feel like there's going to – obviously there's going to be some of the usual suspects uh, in- involved in this. I mean, y- you know, B- there's a reason – you know, BG's been in the finals, what, now, f- like 15 years in a row or something like that. Um, you know, no reason to think that, that they won't be, you know, among the favorites there, maybe even the favorite heading into the season next year. Despite losing, um, you know, another enormous senior class, they lose seventeen kids to graduation. Uh, from seventeen this, from kids, this... but a very talented, but a very talented exactly, group of kids yeah. underneath. Uh, yeah. Underneath that, at times, got a lot of experience this year. Um, yeah, you know? absolutely. But what, where I think, you know, what'll be interesting to see is what they do defensively. I think a lot of what they did this year was based on that that defense that they had that was just so solid. Um, well, you know, I think, you know, you've got some nice people. you got Nick Dahl coming back. You've right. got Colin Rourke coming back. Um, you've got uh, Dylan Young coming back. You know, young, you know you've got two – you had two sophomores this year and a junior that, that saw some playing time there. And I think I think those guys, uh, you know, I'd expect them to step up and be there. You know, you've got your goaltending situation <laughs> in, in good shape there with, you know, four or five guys that could all that could all potentially start. Um you know, the Dumont brothers, you've got Alex, uh, you know, that played some LS, you know, he might not be the next great LSM for, for Bishop Girton there. And then you've got Brady Dumont that got significant time on attack this year and played really, really well. I mean, I think people, people would argue that maybe he was in discussion for an all state candidate this year. Um, so it won't be for a lack, you know, Connor, um, Connor Gabor, you know, they, they, they've got uh, Aiden Lorendo. They've got plenty of guys coming back next year. So I, I would expect them to be the mix again, and and you got JJ Murphy facing off, so you know you're going to get plenty of possessions. I mean that that there, I think you know the the face off, especially looking around at what you know some other teams are going to have um, in terms of face off guys. Um, you know that there puts them probably ahead of the game or, or ahead of the pack. You know going into next year. Um, yeah, and and I mean, how are they going to? You know, maybe maybe right now if we were to throw them out there and and, and they had to. to to compete now it might be a little bit tougher but you know by the time we get to march um i gotta imagine that they're you know they're gonna be close to where they need to be um and, and you know what next year will be you know hopefully they'll have some out-of-state games to play too 
where yeah. you know we'll get to see them play a little bit tougher, uh, tougher schedule, tougher competition, and and kind of see what uh, you know what steps those kids make uh, have yeah. made. And in they've the got season. some freshmen coming in that'll be able to contribute for them right away. Um, you know, one of the usual suspects. You know, you talked about you talked about the faceoff circle and the importance there. You know, I think I think the Pinkerton Astros. You know, they even though you know Hunter Druin obviously was a huge piece there and and will be graduating this year, but they've got Cole Frank. You know, Cole Frank did did a lot as a freshman this year, facing off for them. Um, you know, I, I think they're a team that uh, that could be in that mix again next year. They had a lot of guys. You know, you had a Michael Uber come out of nowhere there. We knew about Riley Riley Spellman. Um, you know, guys like that that I think could could step up and and this could it could arguably be a deeper team based on their experience and the guys that are playing over the summer for them next year. I think. So what I what I think is interesting is is you talk about um, you know the the those the four teams that that finished in the top four of the the coaches poll, um, BG Exeter Pinkerton Londonderry. They all lose really big senior classes. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Pinkerton's got twelve seniors. That are graduating, uh, we already said BG at 17. Exeter's got 16, um, th- and and then a lot of those guys were were really key to this year's uh, group. Not to mention, you know, they're going to have a new coach um, going into next year. And then you look at Londonderry. I-, I can't believe this one. They lose 21 seniors uh, from that, that team that's this incredible. year. Uh, and I feel you know what's what the th- incredible thing about about Londonderry is I feel like every year they're losing, you know, 15, 16, 17 seniors. Well, their town, their town program is unbelievable, it's, and they is. don't lose. They don't lose kids to prep. They don't lose a lot of kids to prep schools, and so you know a lot of those kids stay at home, and they do. They rebuild. I, I, I don't know. I, I just have a feeling I could be wrong. Both Londonderry and Exeter might fall off, but I, I think Exeter between between Coach Holly retiring and the class that they have graduating, I think that could be the team in the top four that gets hit the hardest next down, year. Has yep. a little bit of a re- has a little bit of a reset. Yeah. I just think there's enough kids in the Londonderry program that they're they're still going to be athletic, they're going to be physical, they're going to play in the off season um that I I think they could be they could they could quickly stay in the top 4 yeah. next year. Um you know going going back real quick to to you were talking about Pinkerton and I think what's going to be you know they're um in a little bit of a situation that I think that 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 BG is in. They lose a lot on defense. They were they were kind of um young I shouldn't say young more inexperienced on defense coming into this year they had seniors but they were seniors who you know didn't play as much as sophomores and now you know or this year they got that the taste of that but they've they've got some experience coming back but again it's it's how are they going to fill in around that you know they've got um you know Kyle Zern who's going to be a senior next year and then the two goalies Curtis Michaud and, and Tyler LeBlanc who were sophomores this year that played outstanding for them at times um both coming in uh you know coming back as juniors um you know so i those are kind of good building blocks to have there but you know the team that um i really think that that might uh maybe not i mean i don't think they'd it's surprise be a surprise uh to see this team kind of jump back up into the into the discussion you know as as a real um contender but i think bedford's going to be a team that um you know that'll be right there. They they too lose some good kids, but they've got uh, what looks like a solid core coming back. Well, they do, uh, except that some of those kids I do know that are are going to be leaving to go to. There's some prep school kids in there that are leaving, um, so it may not be quite as strong as as you as you would think on paper coming back there. But I I agree with you. They do have a lot of underclassmen there. 
Um, I know the youth, the town program has been really strong over the last couple of years. So I, I agree with you. That could be a, that could be another team that could, that could step right up in there, but it, it'll really depend on how many of those kids uh, in the, in that underclass there decide to stay in Bedford or, or do take off. There are some kids that are thinking about doing some prep school in there, which is always the, uh, always the challenge. Uh, a little with, bit of a wild card, right? Yes. Uh, hard, to do, always, hard to do that right we, now. We may yeah. probably should have, probably should have led off with that disclaimer of this is, cons- you know, assuming things uh, are, are relatively. Assuming the roster <laughs> stays, uh, yeah. So, yeah. so outside of those, those five, I mean, who's maybe another team that you think, I mean, so I'm, I'm assuming, you know, based on the numbers, based on what the, the NHIA handbook had this year for boys lacrosse playoffs, um, you know, going by the 70% rule, you'd have had eight teams make the playoffs this year from D1. I'm assuming that's going to be the same for next year. Who, who else do you think could be among those eight teams in D1? Well, I like, I mean, based on, you know, based on returning players, um, you know, Concord only loses. They have four, they only had four seniors on the roster right. this yeah. year. And again, you know, it's going to depend on, you know, if, if all those kids stick around and they, they play in the off season, but you know, I don't think there's a lot of like superstar names that jump off the page for you, but you know, coach Smith does such a really good job of getting the most out of his guys and, and getting them to play within the system that he wants, that it would not surprise me to see them. They played a lot of close games this year. They played teams tough, you know, yeah. and, and we know about the home field advantage up there. Um, you know, they, I, they're going to, they're going to have a senior goaltender next year and a very large senior class. So that's a team I would, I would keep an eye on for next year. They, um, they seem to go you know, through those kind of cycles too, where, where they do, you yep. know, every couple of years they have a senior class like that. Like that, that's just a, a pretty big group of kids. Uh, but yeah, they were definitely a team too that I, I, I was looking at their, you know, looking at the roster that feels like they could be a team that uh, makes some noise next year. Yep. And again, maybe not a team that's going to, you know, make, make the final four or break into a really big group there, but you know, Merrimack played a decent number of close games this year. And, you know, they, they're a pretty balanced roster there with a lot of, with a lot of uh, seniors returning next year. So, you know, that, that could be a team, um, you know, I think, uh, unfortunately, I think, you know, your, your Nashua South, uh, purple Panthers there, they, they <laughs> do, gonna, they do lose yeah. a lot. They, I think, I think they, the year we talked about it before the COVID year and this year were kind of like their big windows. I still think they're going to be strong. I mean, you've got Ethan Johnson coming back in net next year. Um, you know, I, I think there's, there's enough there to keep them in the mix, but I don't know that they'll quite be as strong as they could have been last year and in, in this spring. Um, right. would you, would you agree with that? I, I, I would, I think, you know, defensively they might be, uh, a little bit better next year just because they'll return. Like you said, Johnson's back in goal. Um, you know, they had some younger kids that they were breaking in on defense earlier this year. Um, uh, but I think, you know, they do return some guys that put up some good numbers on offense, but it's. To me, it's one of those, you know, how will those guys be without guys like Drew Flurry or Jaden Murphy to kind of, you know, steer the ship a little bit there? I mean, those, I, you know, how much did those guys maybe impact, you know, right. other other looks that guys got? So, so it's, I guess, how do they kind of, you know, continue to to evolve over the course of the year? But I think, yeah, I think you're right. Those are, you know, they're going to have some some big shoes to fill there. Um, yeah. you know, and, and, and then the one team that, um, neither one of us has mentioned to this point is, um, Sauhegan. They were um, just, they were the team I was going to bring right up. On the, yep. They were now next. Yeah. I mean, they, they lose it, I think it's the same, same kind of thing there where they, um, they don't lose a ton, but they lose some really important, really important guys. Some pretty big names. Yeah. Some pretty big names. Yeah. But you know, they went, yep. they went through so many different injuries and things this past year 
that a lot of younger guys had to get playing, you know, had to go out there and play, you know, so yeah. they've, they've probably got a little bit more experience than you would expect from a team that, that, um, you know, that, that was, that relied on their seniors a lot this year. Yeah. They've got some nice, play- they've got some nice freshmen that'll be sophomores next year. Uh, Cole Manning, Brett Bouvier, uh, Aiden Crow, Aiden Crow, um, you know, guys that it probably did get a little bit of, uh, a little bit of time this year. Um, Cole being hurt throughout the year really, you know, kind of, it, it did set them back a little bit offensively. Um, you know, Brady Crow, uh, you know, Aiden's, Aiden's brother, you know, another one that, that might be able to step up for them next year. Um, I, it, it's gonna, I can see it being a little bit of a transition year for them next year until they get some more guys up to speed there. Cause like you said, you know, Riley's graduating Alec Karpowicz, who came back to play this year and was such a force for them. Connor Holland, who at times had, you know, really big games. Will Will Boyle came back to the team, um, you know guys like guys like that Danny Kwan, um, Nate Fritz and goal, you know who's going to be their goaltender going forward, yeah. you know those type of things are going to be you know it'll be key for them to figure out going into next season. Well, I won't uh, I won't put you on the spot here and, and ask you to pick uh, predict the, the playoff teams, uh, you know while while we're doing this. But what I will say is anyone that wants to see uh, my predictions for. Uh, playoff teams in d1 and and for the entire um well for for boys and girls sides um i will have those up uh, or they should be actually be up as you're listening to this on uh, nh-highschoolsports.com so um you know i i'm i I like to think i know what i'm talking about sometimes but uh, i'm gonna pat myself on the back here and and i I, i'm usually pretty good at picking playoff teams a, a year out in advance uh for some reason you were pretty good last year so all right. Uh, what about uh, you know? What about D two? You know, we talked this year about how um, you know about how just stacked it was in terms of of teams competing for that. You know, those the the spots in the championship game. Um, you know, it was maybe a little deeper than we thought it was going to be. You know, I, I'm looking at um, you, there's certainly going to be some teams that that drop off. Uh, I think from this year, um, but there's no shortage of teams that look like they're on the rise. Absolutely. You know, I think there's, I think, I think it will be a transition. There were just like in the other divisions, I think between COVID and this year's senior classes, there's a lot of groups that, that are potentially, you know, losing a significant number of pieces, but it was a chance this year to get a lot of people playing time. So, you know, I, I, I do think teams, you know, like, uh, when it kind of comes to mind is a team that's, that has a lot of seniors, especially offensively. Um, I still think they're going to be, I still think they're going to be really good defensively. Um, you know, even though, uh, Carter is, um, is graduating this year from, from a net, they have a kid, Nash Kelly, who will step right in as a senior and be, be really good for them next year. Um, Nico, Nico Zeno, uh, on defense was really good for them this year. You know, so I, I think they're going to be really strong defensively again. Um, they always seem to be able to have a guy who's going to win faceoffs or at least, at least be able to give him a chance for a 50, 50 ball. Uh, Caleb White was a kid playing attack for them this year who, you know, started to, you know, I think he's a name to watch for next year. Um, so I, I would, I, I still think Winnicott is going to be strong. I think it, it's going to, it may take them a little time to, to find their identity on offense, but, um, you know, that, that defense is going to be strong for them early in the season. So I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, to change course from my usual path here and I'm not going to throw the bullseye on you. 
Um, at least not okay. at this point. I'm not gonna. I'm not going into this saying that that Derry feels early. the, the favorite going too. into next year. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna do it to someone else. I'm gonna say that Portsmouth is my team to. Uh, I mean, I maybe that's maybe that's the obvious one because they're coming off a championship. You know, I know they're gonna. You know, they don't graduate much. I know they're gonna lose a couple guys to to prep school, uh, coming off off of this year. But I mean, you know, if if a lot of these guys that contributed this year are back, um, you know. In, in some of the spots that they had, I mean, I mean, I, I think that they, I mean, they're just going to get better, uh, and they were already absolutely. pretty good this past year. Um, yeah, so I mean, absolutely. I would, I would say with, uh, with about what thirty some odd weeks to go until the first, uh, first week of practices, they're they're probably my favorite going into next year. I and I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you. I mean, I think they've got they've got a great core coming back. Uh, Dom Maldari will be healthy again. Uh, Mike O'Neill on attack, um, you know, Max Brown, Max Brown playing uh, LSM and, and probably the biggest weapon for them. Nick Smith, you know, yeah, facing yeah. off is going to give them going to give them an opportunity to make up for any, any holes that they, they might have. Yeah. Um, you know, a big a big loss for them is Mike Durkin going to Phillips Exeter next year. Um, had a great season this year. But, you know, then you had you had the rise of, of Zach Amen as a freshman playing there you know so i i think they are they're only going to get better offensively i think at times the defense really carried them this year but i i would look for in year two of this sort of group i i would look for that offense to take a jump i think they've got some some good freshmen coming in as well i mean you mentioned two freshmen that that played down the stretch played really key roles for them in in, in nick's pretty significant and, minutes and Zach, I mean, yeah. yeah i mean to to you know, if if those guys are able to take the step that that you would think you would expect them to from from a, a strong freshman year um, to you know to sophomore year, I mean, th- those guys. I mean, they could be you know, uh, their their offense wasn't very um, explosive this year, but I think you know if they can continue to move forward, I mean, they could be they could be an offense that's you know a little bit closer to what they were a couple of years ago um, as opposed to to this year. Totally, totally agree. And I think, I think they may have to be, I mean, and they don't lose a lot of seniors this year, but they do lose, they do lose two key pieces on defense and Owen Ingerson and uh, uh, Henry Fitzpatrick, yeah. um, you know, two guys, two guys that, that played very well for them. They do return Skylar Michaelitis back in, back in net. Um, so, you know, I think I, they're, yeah, I, I, I would, it would be hard to argue um, that they aren't the favorites going into next season. Who um you know who who's maybe the and you mentioned Winnicott um I, I you know you're right looking I think looking at what they lose on offense that you know they they have potential to and they'll still be in the mix but maybe take a little step back I think I'd say the same about Wyndham you know they lose um some really good uh talent there too but I think they're a team that maybe takes a step back from being one of the top teams in the division um, yeah Alex Ryan Alex Ryan Matt O'Connor you know two kids that'll two kids that'll that offensively will keep them in games. Uh, Patrick Furtado on defense, you know, I think, um, Chris Ballone, who wasn't on the team in the beginning of the year is back taking faceoffs for them. It's a nice addition for him. Uh, you know, more of a basketball kid now, but like, you know, he's, he, that, that changed the trajectory of their season. Yeah. Once he came back and started taking faceoffs, it really changed things around for them. So, you know, they, um, they will have to, uh, in the program, I know it says Jackson Milano was a was a senior this year, but he's actually a junior, so he'll be back. He'll be back next year for for goaltending for them, so they'll have a little stability there. Um, you know, yeah, I think again, gonna gonna take a little bit of time for them to get things together, but they always have athletes. So you know, again, I, I would I would expect Wyndham to still be strong next year. So who, um, you know, 
if, if Portsmouth's uh, our favorite going in, who's maybe the the top, you know, two or three teams to to maybe have the best shot at uh, sure at challenging them? Yeah, I mean, I I don't think you can discount. You know, uh, Timberland got better and better yeah. all season long, right? And and they peaked at the right time and they got hot. Um, but I don't think that you can chalk up all of that entirely to, to just being hot and playing the right teams, right? They had some really good players this year. Yeah. They do graduate some good guys. Um, but you know, they're going to, they return Eric George on attack, Ethan, Ethan, uh, Jerry at the midfield. Um, you know, Joe Schivel on defense played really well. Um, they've got Brady Marston back in net next year. Um, you know, and then I'm looking, you know, they, they, if there's one thing that, that coach Blaska does, he coaches up defense. He's got a stable of defenders coming in there. And that was what was really impressive to me in the championship was the number of guys that they could put on on the field and, and stay fresh. So, you know, where they may not have as many, um, you know, high end names, uh, oh. they're going to play a lot of guys yeah. and I expect them, you know, they're, they're coached well and they're coached disciplined. Um, I, I think they'll be right in the mix again next year as well. You know, two two guys too that um, yeah uh, you didn't me- didn't mention. I want to throw out there. Uh, you mentioned Joe Shovel and his younger brother Garrett uh, played yep. a little bit some games that I was at this year. Um, and you know, as a freshman, he seemed like he could hold his own. Um, you know, playing some defense out there. And then another guy who I feel like you know always seemed to step up in in kind of some clutch situations um, for them. Uh, Braden Bowman. Uh, who's a, a sophomore midi for them. Uh, yeah. You know, he had some some uh, big games, uh, big goals. I think he had, had two goals in the second half of that championship game, both on kind of, you know, broken plays where, you know, he's just, you know, throwing the ball at the net or throwing the ball towards the, the net, and it's going, you know, and it found its way in. Um, so, he yeah, he seemed like a guy that just was, uh, you know, oftentimes in the right place for them. So, you know, I think he'll be pretty key for them coming back next year. Yeah. So, yeah, I like I like them. And then uh, I'll give you a team that I think could could jump up, you know, going from hardly having any wins this season to being pretty good again next season. Think, they were just know, really young yeah, this year. I think I know where you're going here. Uh, you know, I, I like St. I like St. Thomas, yep. you know, to start to start making some noise next year. You know, I think they were just they were in a lot of games. They lost a lot of close games. They were figuring things out on defense. They have a they have a great uh, freshman who will be sophomore in the goal and Eli Allaire. Um, you know, they've got a solid faceoff guy and Lincoln Stone coming back. Um, they've got two attackmen, Anthony DiMartino and Marcus Broom. Uh, Anthony will be a junior next year. Marcus will be a senior. Um, you know, I think if they can if they can get a little more production out of their midfield, a little more consistency there, and then and tighten things up on defense. But, you know, the goaltending is, is going to be even more solid, that you know, come next spring. I, I think that's a team that all of a sudden, yeah. you know, if, if maybe they're like in, you know, they're an eight seed or a nine seed, you're not real happy about that. If you're one <laughs> of the top teams, you know, having to yeah. play that. Team. Yeah. I, well, I think that's a team that potentially could, uh, could not be, not be a fun team to play oh in the boy, playoffs. That's, you're, you know what you're setting up there is you're you, the, uh, you took a year off there for or a couple of years off now from the quarterfinal annual quarterfinal game. We did. We uh, did. You know, could this, that, that you're setting yourself up there. For, I know for, I could be, uh, I could be setting myself up right there. I know. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, looking at, looking over their, their roster, I mean, they had, they had two seniors this year um, and, and even, you know, not a lot of juniors. So it's, it's a team that was what very freshman, sophomore heavy, which basically like we, you know, like we talked about at times was might as well have just been two freshman classes then. Um, right. So, yeah, right. I mean, that's, that's definitely a team that I, I looked at and was thought could be, um, 
you know, one that one that's uh, definitely improved next year. And you know, um, you know, staying with with Seacoast teams, um, you know, I know I know Oyster River is losing uh, some really good kids, um, you know, from from this year's group. Uh, but you know, they look yeah, like they're going to have. I was going to say, you're losing Hayden Marshall, you're losing Emerson Moore, uh, Ethan Todd, but still, I, I agree with you. You know, that that's a program that sometimes, you know, when you lose those top-end guys, the whole collective group steps up in response, yeah, yeah. right? And I, I could definitely see that happening there. Um, Finn Mason, they can net this year, uh, well-deserved All-State player, um, Emmanuel Harvey, um, you know, I thought he did, he did some really nice things. Uh, Jacob Falia down on attack. Um, you know, they're, they're going to have Evan Plord, uh, Gabe Goodwin, you know, guys like that, I think could have big years next year for them. Uh, Sam Gilmet was another guy too, that when I saw them yep. was, was huge. I think he was taking face-offs for them too, most of the time, or at least he was, he was yep. in, in there on face-offs. Um, yeah, like, like him, he's, um. Nice. He's a little undersized, but you know he's still only he was only a sophomore this year, so maybe he's a guy that that gets a little bit you know a little bit bigger as uh, as he gets older. So that a guy with plenty of potential, um, you know, right there. But yeah, I think they're a team that um, you know, like you said about um, kind of St. Thomas. Maybe they're a team that kind of you know gets into to one of those um, you know the lower half of of the top eight and and you know ends up surprising somebody in a in a quarterfinal. Um, I think you know, uh, I think there I think I, there's one team though that we we we've kind of we, we we put off long enough talking about not not talking <laughs> about them here. I think that's uh, I think it's your your boys, uh, Dairy Field. Um, you of course lose some really good seniors too, uh, particularly in goal. Um, you know, but but I think I mean that's probably the biggest question mark, right? Is is who's going to step into that spot? And I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you I'm gonna keep you and the other <laughs> other listeners uh, quiet about that. We you know I I definitely you know I, I I should be able to have a goalie as a goalie coach. I should be able to have a goalie for next year. We're not gonna give that away right now. Right. Let's just say well I'm I'm feeling fine about that. Um and we'll be we'll be good there. But uh, I I would agree with you. They won't have experience. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So they'll have to they'll have to prove that early on in the season. Um. You know, I, I like I like some of the defense that we're going to be able to put in front of them with uh, with Tyler Letiri and, and Dugan Brewer Little, um, you know, guys like that. Uh, Quinn McGinley, uh, who was a freshman for this year, really stepped up. Jared Moulton as a sophomore stepped up. You know, I, I think we're the defense will be able to put out there next year. I think it's going to be pretty good. Um, you know, we had uh, we had a great midfielder, sophomore midfielder, Quinn Silvio, step for, up for us this year. And we had two attackmen uh, as freshmen, Alex Murray and Chili Cabot, get significant playing time and do really well for us this year too. Um, you know, we've got some we've got some really good incoming kids as well that I'm excited about too. So, um, you know, I yeah, I do. I expect us to be in the mix again next year, and um, you know, I'm excited about the potential of the team. They were great kids to coach this year, and um, you know, I got a lot of kids out working hard this summer. So definitely excited about the potential of the team. Yeah, you mentioned um, Cabot and Murray, the two guys that kind of, you know, when, when I saw you guys play this year were they, they stood out, you know, a, a, away, you know, aside from the, the, you know, again, the usual suspects, the, the guys I expected to play well. Those two guys I thought had uh, really great years. And, and I feel like maybe uh, maybe they're a little bit like, um, you know, uh, it, it, to a degree what we were talking about with, with Nashua South. How do they kind of step up now that you're – you know, you're losing a guy like Chaz Dean and Ryan Etzo uh, on offense. You know, how do those guys make things kind of work 
you know, as they're as they're going forward and, and you're filling in other guys and they may they maybe have to be a little bit more of the guy, you know, on, yeah. on offense. And that was the nice part is they got they got to to evolve over the season in that in that role. I mean, I you know, if you're being honest and you're being truthful, they looked like freshmen in the beginning yeah. of the year. They made freshman mistakes. And uh but that was the that was the nice part is that over the season they didn't let them bot that that didn't bother them and they got better and better throughout the entire season. So I'm very optimistic about the trajectory of the, of those guys in the team there. So, so we've now we we've mentioned uh, seven teams uh, in Division Two, um, and, and it feels, I it feels like argue, we could. Yeah. I would still argue there's a few more that we could mention. Yeah, that, uh, um, mix there. Yeah, so so who so I was just, I bring that up because I was going to say um, you know assuming that there's uh, well we know there's going to be what 20, 22 teams uh, in the yep. division at this point. Um, we'll you know we'll kind of wait and see what happens with with John Stark there. Um, but we know what central and Memorial they're they're going to be the co-op or is it going to just they're, be, they're uh, going to continue. Yep, yeah. They'll continue okay. as a co-op. Yep. So that, that potentially 21, 22 teams, I think that puts us in the neighborhood of 15, 16 playoff teams. Um, you know, so who else is, is in that mix? Do you think, um, aside from the seven, we, we already mentioned. Yep. Well, I think I think Goffstown has some has some questions in terms of depth, but I think you know you've got some nice kids. T.J. Smittick as a freshman did some nice things this year. Ethan Hansen was only a sophomore. Um, Bobby Schaefer did a nice job facing off for them this year. Uh, they're going to have a good goaltender and Sean Cody coming uh, playing stepping up and playing for them. And Donovan Governati uh, on defense w- was a good player for them this year and will continue to get better. So. You know, I, I think they've got to find some more depth to put around those guys. But, um, you know, that that's a team that I think could be that could be in the mix for for a playoff, uh, you know, seating next year. Absolutely. Um, you know, what do you think about, um, you know, Hollis Brookline? You know, we talked about them. A you lot read my year. mind. <laughs> um, I know they lose again. Another team that loses some really, really, you know, talented seniors, um, you know, but it looks like they've got. Um, probably enough coming back. Um, I imagine that the goal is going to be a spot, you know, with Scott Walsh graduating, that that's going to be a spot that they really need to find someone to, to step into though. Yep. But they've got some, they've got some good pieces to, to start with there. Colin McGarry on defense, uh, Rudy Rosa on defense, you know, those two guys are going to be going to be really good for them. And then, um, you know, I would say this year they were a little bit more attack driven, right. With, with Joe O'Reilly and Hunter Hudzik, yeah. you know, being there, but, you know, going forward, Tommy Anderson, Ben Defoe, uh, Jake Roy, you know, those, those are three. It, it, it reminds me a lot of sort of this year's Wyndham team where like those are going to be three of three of the better midfielders in the division next year. Um, you know, Justin Colby comes back uh, taking taking face offs for them, I believe. Um, yeah, I mean, goaltending, they're going to have to you know, they're going to have to find a, a goaltender to step in after uh, after Scotty Mann in the net for so many years. Um, you know, and, and, you know, who do they have on it? Who do, who do they, who are they able to put on attack next year to fill those spots? So, um, you know, those things, but I, I do think they will be, I, I do think they will be a team that's, that's in the mix again. You know, Dom St. Laurent did a great job in his first year there. Um, and, uh, it's a, it's always a, a team with a strong town program too. So there'll right. be, there'll yeah. be some good players coming in. You know, um, a team that, uh, you know, we talked about a little bit at times this year that, um, you know, we, we didn't really know too much about until we got later in the season, I think is, uh, you know, could potentially be in that top eight or, or at least close to it is, uh, is Kingswood. Um, you know, you, you look at what they do lose. They do lose some really good kids in, uh, you know, Davis Ekstrom, Rob Doherty, uh, Bailey Savage. Um, but I think there's enough, you know, 
there's enough left, you know, or enough guys that are coming back that, that they could be, you know, it looks like they're going to have a pretty deep senior class next year, um, just looking at the roster from this year. And, and um, you know, and, and we talked about the factor of, of just having a, success, a successful year. Right, making what that, that does deep playoff you. run. Yeah, yep. yeah. I don't know. Do you think give a little more buzz in the school? Do do a few more guys get out and play in the off season? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, anyone else in Division Two that that uh, you know you think is? Uh, I would I would keep about? an eye I would keep an eye on Keen. Um, yeah. You know, not not a, never an easy team to play when you when you've got to go out that out that far out there. Um, you know, Will Levesque graduating is a, is a big law is a big loss for them. Ben Greenwald, uh, Ethan Russell. You know, those guys those guys will be tough to replace. Um, but again, another team with a lot of with a lot of pieces underneath that that could come back next year and, and surprise some teams. I, and I, you know, I, I think if uh, I I don't remember if we, when we talked about it, but um, I know their girls program co-ops with with Monadnock, and I, you know we've, we've discussed a little bit that they're on the boys side. The Monadnock and their numbers are down a little bit. Are they any chance that that ends up being a, a co-op next year, or are they? I believe it's. I believe it's another year away, but I do believe okay. that that will be ha- that will be happening in the near future. So that could be a, a nice little shot uh, in the arm too for Keen. Although, yeah, you never know what that does in terms of numbers. That might bump them up uh, back into D one, which um, kind of changes the game for them. But you know, yeah, you're right. Looking at their roster, they look like they could be a team that's um, you know that maybe surprises some people next year, especially with a lot. Of, they had a lot of freshmen this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Any, anybody so again, else? Again, I think I, I think D two, you know, D two similar to this year. There's going to be an awful lot of teams in the mix. Yeah. Um, you know, this year, but I, I would agree with you. Heading into next year, um, you know, I, I got to think that Portsmouth is uh, is is the favorite. Um, I do, you know, I'll leave you I'll leave you with one last team that kind of impressed me in the jump that they took this year. You know, I thought the Co Brown Bears. I thought they did a nice job this year. Head coach Tony De Palma, you know, he's put a lot of time in there, and um, you know, he basically returns almost his entire entire roster. He loses two seniors, it looks like. Yeah, two seniors. Um, you know, I, I think that's a team that again could take that next step forward, just uh, with the number of, of sophomores and juniors they had on the roster yeah. this year. And I want to say, their last year in in D three, they were they were close to being a playoff team, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so it's a it's definitely a, a program that's been on the rise. It just uh, yeah, I think I think timing uh, for them was maybe the maybe the issue moving up when they did. And then, you know, of course, missing last, uh, you know, the 2020 season. I'm going to I'm going to really enjoy not having to say that anymore. Oh, missing out on last year. I'm, I'm going to enjoy <laughs> when we can we can not do that next year. <laughs> Um, that might be a good uh, that might be a good transition to uh, Division three there because that's a team that I think if they had stayed in Division three might be right up with the Campbell yeah, Cougars yeah. in terms of uh, you know competing for a title next year. I know I know Coach Knight probably doesn't want me putting this bullseye on him, but uh, I, I looking at that roster and how they did this year, I, I got to think they they are the team coming in next year. Uh, you know Jack Nury leading the way, uh, Brendan Bashi. You know those guys. It's it's going to be a it's going to be a strong team coming back next year. I you know and and you know those guys uh you know on one end of the field, but the the guy that really you know I when I saw that he was only a sophomore, he's coming back again is uh, Ryan Garrett and goal. Um, yeah. I mean he was he was um he kept them in that playoff game against Trinity uh, early. I mean without him, that game isn't a one goal game, with them having a chance to win at the end. So I mean having him back uh, in goal, that's um, that's huge too. 
Uh, but yeah, I would yeah. definitely put that. You know, yeah. So we're well, that's what we do. We put we put bullseyes on on people uh, probably earlier than we should. But I would definitely put Campbell up there at the top as as probably um, at least a, a co favorite with somebody going into next year. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think I, I like, uh, you know, and I, I hate to, you, you ride the teams that have been there before, but, um, you know, looking, believe it or not, I think, I think Hopkinson's going to be right in that mix again next year. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they do lose Steven Newton Delgado, you know, all state one, probably one of the best defenders in the state there, but you know, um, they, they've got some good pieces coming back next year. Um, I, 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 I like the way they played. I didn't realize they were as young as they were. Um, you know, I, I, I think, I think they're going to be right in contention again next year. Yeah, definitely. It looks like, um, and I mean, they've, you know, Deacon Blue's done such a, a great job of, of just building up that, um, that program that it doesn't seem like they, they need to re, you know, ever rebuild. They're kind of just reloading. It looks like. I was going to say, it seems like they're in that re- reloading, uh, mode an awful lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I like I like Aiden I like Aiden Burns at the midfield. I saw him play a couple times this year. He was really good. Ryan Brown, uh, Ben Berliner. Um, you know, they they, they their goaltending was really their goaltending was really solid this year. Um, you know, I I I just don't see them not being in the mix next yeah. year. Yeah. Um, you know, and a, and a, another team that I think is going to be up there. Um, you know, would would be Laconia. Um, you know, oh, they, yeah, they don't sure. lose a lot from this year's team. You know, they got a lot of experience. Um, they're going to have a big senior class uh, coming back ne- for next year. Um, you know, that's that looks like a program. And, and they were, you know, they were pretty competitive. Uh, I know they had some, you know, kind of a rough start with some uh, COVID breaks. And they were they lost a couple guys to, to you know, quarantining uh, throughout th- uh, the early part of the year. But when they got all together, they really turned it on, I thought, at the end of the year. No, for sure. And, you know, staying in the same, same breath up there, you know, Kearsarge, I think is going to be, is going to be a team that too can also, they, they do, they, they've got a little bit larger of a senior class that's graduating, but they, they were a pretty young team. They had essentially two freshman classes playing for them this year too. Yeah. A ton of freshmen on that roster from this year. Yeah. Um, You know, what about, um, you know, we, uh, we saw Plymouth make their, uh, you know, their first trip to a championship game. Um, you know, they're going to lose some, some pretty good kids, uh, from, from, uh, their senior class this year. Uh, you know, uh, Cody Bannon, uh, Joe D'Ambruzzo, but I mean, they returned some, some good, uh, some pretty solid guys as well, including, um, you know, the guy we talked about, I think was it last week or the week before in, in goalie, uh, Jacob Marcou with his, uh, and that's where, that's where I was going to start. <laughs> I mean, anytime you can, you can start your, your, uh, your defense around that. I mean, he's going to be, he's going to be a key piece for them next year there so you know i i do think i do think they'll be pretty solid what i what i've really noticed is there's been an uptick in in their town program up there yeah and the number of kids that have been out playing and, and their presence you know playing a little bit more year round they've always been uh they, they've always been good in, in football obviously but i think they're they're identifying now that like okay we can be good in football but we can also be good in lacrosse like that we don't have to just be one or the other and we don't have to just be football players trying to play lacrosse. We can have we can have full time lacrosse players out here too. Um, so it's are, been there are definitely a lot of football names on that roster, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know the the team that they uh, they played in the final that they they lost to in, in the final this year, uh, Trinity. Um, you know they um, you know they're still going to be I think a very competitive team, but but certainly one that that takes a little bit of a step back. 
uh, just losing some some you know they don't lose a ton of seniors but they lose uh, a couple of good ones in, in Dylan Brown and, and, and Brendan Boss and then uh, and then they lose a couple of kids to uh, to prep school too yeah I mean but it, but the, you look at the rest of their roster they did have a relatively young so they're gonna have a lot of depth coming back they're gonna be solid solid between the you know solid between the lines um, you know and they they do always seem to get a lot of good athletes coming out and coach Martinez runs a good system there so you know, it would not would not surprise me. I, I do think they take a little step back next year, but it wouldn't surprise me to see them as as one of those top eight teams making the playoffs again. You know, I, I, there's um, another team that um, you know was a little bit more, I think, competitive this year. That um, you know, we've we've been kind of, I think, has been on the cusp of being one of those those playoff teams. Of course, um, you know, with with D three uh, going by you know the NHIA's numbers, I think would have been a ten team playoff uh division this year so probably the same next year i would assume but um you know i think lebanon looks like a team that might be you know on the rise next year i mean they lose only one senior who from uh, i believe his name yeah jacob uh kriplin um you know reading about him in the, the valley news earlier this week i mean he was i guess he was a hockey kid that that just decided to come out and play lacrosse this year and, and ends up being the only senior on the team yeah, um, this year, Joe. We're not in the same room, but you are reading my mind. Man. That was where <laughs> I was going. That's where I was going next. They they were a team that impressed me all year. Their scores got better and better, um, and and I did before we had before we had talked earlier this week. I kind of looked up their roster, and yeah, really impressive to see what they did this year and how young they were. Um, that that's definitely a team that I I think could make some noise next year. And anyone else? Um, I mean, we we ran down. I want to say what good five, six, seven, eight teams there, but I mean. You know, I we've gone through gotten this far too, and we haven't mentioned Pelham. Um, you know, I, I think though that they're gonna maybe, you know, they they do graduate um, quite a few seniors. I think eleven seniors this year. Um, you know, so they might be in in a, a rebuild mode for for next season. What do you what do you think about them? I do. I think they're gonna be in a little bit of a rebuild re, uh, rebuild mode. Um, but they do, you know, they they do their their town program still strong. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a little while before they um, you see them back up in the in the in the final four again. But, um, you know, they they like I said, the numbers will still be good there. But, um, you know, I, I think they're going to be a pretty young team next year. Yeah. Anyone else in, in D3 that uh, that kind of, you know, you're, you're excited to maybe see what they do next year or, or have any thoughts on? Uh, you know, I always I always root for, for Coach Erda in the in the Milford Spartans there. Um, you know, they, they lose a, they lose a good player in Drew Hodges, who's been a longtime goalie for them. Very good player, but they, you know, looking at the rest of the roster, they, they return a pretty young, they return yeah. a pretty young group, um, with a lot of potential there. And, you know, just from COVID didn't help anyone, but they, they've been a strong presence in the indoor league the last couple of years. Um, you know, we're not as strong this year. I think maybe they had some stronger, uh, you know, things that they had to work through in terms of school and protocols around COVID. But, uh, you know, I, I, it's a team that wouldn't surprise me if they were, they were competing next year for that. Yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned Hodges. I feel like he's been around for he, one of those guys. He must've started as like a freshman. Cause I feel like he's been around for, right. Yeah. Yeah. But they do look like, yeah, a mix of maybe like freshmen and, and juniors mostly from this year. So senior seniors and sophomores next year, largely, it looks like, um, but yeah. All right. Well, that, um, I tell you what, the last team I'm going to keep my eye okay. on, I, I like I like Guilford too. They they're a team that played a lot of close games. Now, granted, they played within that sort of Lakes Region bubble there. Yeah. But that's a team looking at their roster and how young they were. 
I mean, the scores they put up were, were fairly impressive. So, you know, I, I, that's a team that, you know, I'm going to keep an eye on next year when things hopefully are, are back to normal. You know, what, what happens when they do play a full schedule and they do have to play outside of that, that bubble region of teams that they were playing. But, um, you know, I, they, they impressed me a little bit this season with how they played. Yeah, so it sounds like, um, you know, obviously we'll go through, uh, you know, an off season and, and indoors and, and everybody, you know, who ends up where we'll, we'll find out in, in a few months. But it sounds like there could be the potential for some pretty good maybe parity going into, um, you know, with, with the exception of a few teams um, going into next year. A lot of parity, a lot of parity throughout the divisions. Um, so, wanted to uh, let's should we jump into girls division let's, one? Let's do it. Yeah, um, I think um, you know, I think going into a, this year again, I think you maybe or you probably have to look at BG as 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 the favorite going into this. But I think the gap um, between BG and the rest of the division is going to get a little bit smaller, or maybe a lot bit smaller, um, largely because of what Bedford has coming back next year. You know, you you look at at, at BG and and it's it's actually kind of similar to to what the boys are gonna I think gonna go through. You know, they they definitely they lose a lot of kids, a lot of seniors from this group. Um, offensively, I think there's a ton uh, coming back. You know, you got Riley Bouvier, uh, Katie Campbell, um, Nat Kuto. You know, they, they've got some really good offensive kids. Defensively, might be where they they have to kind of rebuild a little bit. Um, you know. Delaney Ramallo is. I think is, it's a little yeah. bit. I think it's a little bit deceiving too, because there were some really. I mean, there, there's a lot of teams that could have built a starting lineup from their JV team right. that that they had there this year too. There's a lot of girls who are very good lacrosse players who were not on uh, the varsity squad this year. Um, yeah, so I, yeah. I, I think it's a little. If you just look at their roster in the NHIA handbook or in the uh, championship guide there. I think it's a little deceiving in terms of what they're losing and what they look like they're returning on paper. Um, there, there's some very good girls that, that are not listed on here that are going to be returning next year for them. So I do agree with you. I think, I think the gap is closing. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, having Riley Bouvier there, uh, you know, is a, is a nice piece to, to start with around there. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Yeah. Sir. Like we said, they lose a lot, but it's, you know, there's what they've got coming back and, you know, I'd even say, um, you know, just and and b- this isn't just include BG, but I'd say across the board, looking at at the the twenty twenty two you know girls class, I mean this. I mean I I don't know. Maybe I'm I could be wrong about this, but I feel like it might be the most talented um, you know girls class that's come out in and maybe I don't know ever in New Hampshire. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but you know, just looking at, at a lot of these teams who's, you know, the juniors that are coming back from this year. I think you can make a case for it. Absolutely. It's a pretty, it's going to be a pretty strong class next year. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that might be an interesting off season story for you. A little bit of research there, find it, you know, you're all, you're all graduating class, class team. If you want to create some more controversy there. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Why not? <laughs> um, you know, the, and, and, you know, we're talking about Bedford, you know, getting, I, Bedford was yeah. close in that semifinal this year to, to knocking off BG. Um, you know, I, I definitely, you know, I thought they were giving them a scare. Uh, certainly looked like it. You know, and a lot of the kids that, that Bedford has coming back, I mean, they've got some they've got some kids that will be some strong seniors. But for them, you know, there's a lot of, you know, kids that were freshmen and sophomores this year that were, were contributing, you know, specifically sophomores, uh, Sidney Grogan, 
uh, Regan O'Brien and and Abby uh, Wigner in goal. I thought they were, you know, you know, outstanding uh, for them this year, and and being able to do that as younger younger players too, and and having missing missed a freshman year too on top of it. Yeah, you know, I see a lot of you know, and a lot of names too that that have that have brothers that are playing in there too. You know, and so it's kind of kind of neat to see it run in the family and and how it transfers on both sides of uh, both sides of boys and girls lacrosse. There, um, I I see what you're talking about. I I do. I think they I think they're you know if, if BG is one A right now, they may be one B in yeah. terms of, of coming back and competing for knocking you know knocking on that door and getting that championship for uh, for Coach Hodgson there. Yeah, and I think you know I think you, you look beyond that and. You know, certainly the programs that we've seen there, Sauhegan, Pinkerton, uh, Exeter, Londonderry, I, I think those teams are all going to be really good. But I think they, you know, at, the, at least looking at it from now, at, at where we are right now, there's maybe a few more question marks um, for, for some of those teams. You know, Pinkerton loses, doesn't lose a ton of seniors, but they lose a huge chunk of their offensive production. A lot of quality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, from from uh, Amy Quigley, Abby Jowett, and, and Caroline Daziel. I mean, those three put up a ton of goals for them, and then Justine Doyle was kind of like a, you know, uh, kind of that 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 glue player that just does a little bit of everything um, for them, um, you know. Yeah. But they'll have some really good kids back in in Ali Lamphier and and Lauren Sweeney. So, it, it you know, the cupboard's not bare, but you know they're going to have to to f- you know figure out a few things on I think on both sides of the ball. Yeah. I, I'm I'm really interested to see if, if you know how how Londonderry continues to build. You know, obviously a program that's you know been a state championship program in the past. Coach Kelly Gordon, you know, being hired late in the late in the season like that, and just I, I was impressed on how they got. They seemed to get better as the season went along. Went along. So absolutely, um, yeah. I, I'll I'm kind of be interested to see them play next year. Yeah, that was a they were a team that I I ended up just you know the way things worked out. I saw quite a bit this year. Um, you know, and, and, and again, they had some really good seniors on that team. Um, but yeah, some of the juniors were, were key to what they did this year. And then they even had a couple of freshmen step up, um, you know, and, and, and play key roles for them. So I think, yeah, I think that's a program that's definitely going in the right direction. Um, you know, with, with the new coaching staff that they have. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think in terms of, you know, Sauhegan, I think Sauhegan loses some significant pieces. Um, you know, I think, I think it could be a little bit of a building year for them next year. Um, you know, so I, 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 I think, uh, if there's a team, you know, maybe there's a team we haven't really talked about. You, you've liked Exeter the last couple the last couple of years. I mean, that's, is that a team you think might be able to, might be able to break through into a final yeah, four? They seem like, a, I mean, I mean, you look at what they've got coming back and, and they're going to be loaded with seniors. Uh, you know, if, if all these kids are, are coming back next year, um, but you know, I kind of, I kind of thought that might have been the case this year that they were, you know, I mean, they did, they did get into the final four, um, you know, with the way that the brackets lined up, um, right. But I, you know, it, it's, I don't know if they were, I wouldn't have had them as like the fourth best team in the division this year. If that's, I, I apologize if that's unfair, but you know, it's, I, I kind of, that's what it looked like on paper at least, or, or at least from what I yep. saw, um, you know. But they, I mean, they certainly have the numbers to, to be that kind of team. I know they've lost some kids too over the last couple of years to, to prep school, which is, is a tough, uh, tough one. But um, I certainly, yeah, I certainly think that they're a team that's going to be right there. Um, you know, going back to, to yeah, Sauhegan, I think, um, 
you know, they you're right, they do lose a lot, uh, but I think just the caliber of kids that they've got coming back, um, particularly uh, Callie Bishop, uh, Ella Stevenson, and, and, and Shannon Hargreaves in, in goal, I think those three are, are some pretty nice. Uh, and then they had a really good freshman step up this year in, in, in Lila Kimball. Um, I think, that, you know, they've got the, the building blocks there to kind of maybe do something, but you're right, it's going to, de- depth, you know, it's... And it, and it happens, you know, we saw it happen with the boys too um, this year. You know, when you're you're a school that small playing in Division One, you know, depth can become an issue. I think depth is going to be key there. I mean, Callie is a, a tremendous player. She's committed to she's committed to Louisville right now. Um, you know, get, obviously a very very good player. Um, but you know, they they're going to have to put some other, they're going to have to put some other girls around right. her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, although otherwise it's pretty otherwise it's pretty easy to be able to shut down one player. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I just, I, that, that's what, I guess that's, you kind of hit the nail on the head. That's what worries me the most about them is do they have enough depth to, to really make a run there? Um, you know, when you're playing teams like Bedford and, and Bishop Girton that can just throw wave after wave of girls out there. I think that that's one thing that may, you know, it may be kind of like we saw this year in, in division one boys where there might be, you know, a, a, top, a clear top two teams. And then all of a sudden, you know, you've got a bunch of other teams that are maybe sort of in the mix for that next wave yeah, after that. Yeah, some some teams that can hang with those top teams for a little bit, but ultimately they just run yeah, out of gas. Yeah, don't quite yeah. have enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, two two other teams that I, I think, um, you know, again, I, I'm going by what, what the NHIA handbook has. Um, sure. You know, it mentions eight teams making the playoffs for, for girls uh, in each division. So I think two other teams that are going to be in that mix for playoff spots would be, um, you know, Merrimack, which uh, – you know, had a, a bit of a, a down year for them, uh, for that program. I know they've been, you know, a, a pretty successful program over the years, but I think they're, you know, you look at what they return. Um, I think they graduate two kids, uh, got a lot of juniors and sophomores back. Um, so that's a team I think is going to bounce back next year. And then, um, you know, Nashua South, um, you know, they, they don't lose uh, much from this year's team, and they've got uh, some pretty good kids coming back as well. Anybody else in uh, in Division One before we transition yeah, to D two here? I think you know, there's a couple of teams that that you know I, I'm I'm interested just to see what they do. Um, you know, uh, North had a, a pretty um, you know successful year for them. Um, they do lose some good kids, but they've they look like their numbers are pretty good. Um, Concord, I know their their numbers were down a little bit this year, but they've got some some talent coming back. Same with. Um, you know, with Dover, I wonder if they, you know, how can they maybe take a step up and, and get into the, the one of those playoff spots. But I think those are probably some teams to to maybe keep an eye on over over the off season. Well, should we uh, will transition here to division, yeah, division two. Division two, yeah, I think this is um, it's an interesting division. I, I but I think it's it's going to be a little bit like it was this year. I think it's going to be a little, little top heavy um, in some ways, you know, that there's going to be a handful of teams that are, are really competing for that, uh, those, you know, top couple of spots. And then there might be a bit of a gap when you get to the rest of the division. And I know we usually start, you know, usually the conversation division two starts and stops with, with Portsmouth there and rightfully so over the last couple of years. But I mean, I am looking at what, uh, um, Hollis Brookline returns and you know they arguably could have won the whole thing this year I mean do you see them as a team that possibly could you know uh, be one of those dominant teams next year 
I, you know what? I, I think so. Um, you know, you're right. They don't, they lose some kids, but not, not a ton. Um, and, and more specifically, I, you know, some kids that contributed, uh, you know, in that championship game, um, should be back next year. They will, uh, have a new head coach, um, next season as, as Jim Maxwell's already, um, stepped down there. Um, you know, so that, you know, that'll be an interesting change there too. I mean, he brought a little bit of stability to a program that had had, uh, I think four coaches in four years at one point. Um, you know, so that's a kind of an unfortunate change for them. Um, but I mean, you know, looking at Portsmouth though, I mean, they, you know, I know they, they had a couple seniors on the roster this year, but their, their big contributors were all, you know, sophomores and, and juniors. Um, oh. so that's going to be a, I mean, y- you expect them to just be a year better. Um, and they were pretty dominant this year, uh, up until that championship game. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough for anyone to, to kind of knock them down, I think. Yeah, I don't, dis- I don't disagree with that. You know, and I, I was a little bit surprised this year. Um, you know, I thought, um, coming into the season, Winnicott it traditionally is really, really strong. You know, they were a little bit down this year. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to see how do they, do they bounce back, um, next year? Um, looking at their roster, they, they did have a significant, you know, junior class. They've got some seniors there and then they had a bunch of younger kids too. So they might be able to make, make a jump back, uh, next year, you know, and then I would say, well, I'll let you, any, anything on, anything on when it well, I would, I, no, I mean, exactly what, you know, what you mentioned there was, um, yeah, what I, the same kind of thoughts I had, I mean, they're going to have a big hole, uh, to try to fill at goalie with, uh, with Laney Parrott, uh, graduating. I'm um, not sure who, who, you know, or if they've, they had a backup this year, there isn't one listed on the, on the roster they had. Um, but another team that I think is kind of in that same boat is, uh, is Wyndham. Um, yeah. They were where I was transitioning yeah, next. Yeah. yeah. A nice balance. They had a nice balance of, uh, classes this year. They lose some very key seniors specifically on defense. Um, you know, so that's going to be, it, it, it's again, both of those teams I think should be competitive and should be, you know, comp- fighting for those top four spots, but I, I don't know how, you know, how close they, it might take until the end of the season until they can be, you know, maybe close to the level that, that those, um, you know, the other teams that we mentioned, Portsmouth and Hollis Brookline are at, you know, and then, uh, another team that, um, you know, has, has won championships in the division and, and is, uh, usually got a pretty competitive program is, uh, is Hanover. Um, yeah, another final four team this year, but, um, you know, maybe one that was like, we talked about a little bit of product of, of the, the way the schedules were set up. Um, but they look like they've got uh, a pretty solid group coming back. Um, so I would expect them to, to also be in there too. Yeah. You know, a team that I got to watch a couple times this season in, in Goffstown, I learned really like the way they played, they played aggressive, they played physical, they played fast. Um, they, they do lose a significant senior class this year. So I, I don't know if they'll quite be as strong as they were this year, but, um, you know, a program that, that showed some, some really good things this year. And, um, you know, again, team that doesn't lose a lot of, a lot of kids to prep school, good youth program. Um, they could be in the mix in the next couple of years. Um, I got two teams that, um, you know, to, th- to throw in there to kind of watch it or actually, you know what, let's, I, I'm going to make it three teams to throw in there that um you know should be i think should be in the mix for playoff spots that um that maybe uh, you know we we don't talk about too too much uh one would be kingswood uh you know we talked about them on the boys side i think on the girls side they're they're maybe on the rise a little bit too they weren't quite as successful as the boys were but 
Um, you know, they only lose, uh, if I'm, what, can I count here? One, three, three seniors. Um, so they've got a lot of juniors, a lot of sophomores returning. Um, so I think they're a team that to watch. Uh, John Stark, which was, you know, had a really rough year this year. Um, they're a team that doesn't lose much and, uh, you know, was, was pretty young this year. So I think they might be one that, that kind of takes a big step forward, maybe surprises some people. And then uh, a team that, that I feel like is always like right on the cusp, uh, whether it's been in Division Three or Division Two, is uh, is Conval. Um, you know they um, they do again graduate some really good kids, but their numbers look like they're pretty strong, um, and they're they're uh, like I said a program that's been really competitive over the years. It's just been a matter of getting over that hump and getting uh, in into the postseason. And you know what? I, what did I say? Three teams. I meant four. I think you gave us four. Did I say four? <laughs> well, okay. Well, well, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you one more. Uh, um, you know, you talked about him on the boys' side, but I think Cole Brown uh, potentially could be a team. Um, you know, that that takes another step. They only lose one senior. Um, so you know, they've got huge uh, junior and sophomore classes returning. Um, they've been another team that that's kind of been. Um, you know, they they've had a couple different head coaches here over the last couple of years. So hopefully they can get some uh, stability there and, and, and get things going in the right direction uh, going into next year. Good. All right. And so then, we're hitting uh, the home stretch yeah. here. We got we got the Division Three girls uh, coming off a final of Derryfield and Hopkinton, a rematch of, of 2019, another, thr- another one-goal thriller. Happened to go the way of my Cougars this time and didn't go that way in 2019, so that's been a great rivalry there. Um you know where where do we want to start in Division Three? I mean, it, it's a yeah, it's an interesting um, you know the way it kind of shapes up because I feel like there's a couple of teams that are all kind of in the same you know well the two you mentioned there Dairyfield Hopkinton and then I would also look at Bo um, yeah you know three teams that are gonna take a hit a little bit to graduation um, but you know if you look at what they've got returning all three I think are going to be you know, very competitive, um, you know, teams that are, are right there at the end of things. Um, you know, for Dairyfield, you've got a lot of freshmen and sophomores who just gained a ton of experience uh, going on a championship run. Um, you know, I, you don't, I think you can never discount that. Uh, same with Hopkinton getting to the finals. Um, you know, that's a, a big step for those kids because they didn't have much returning from two years ago. And then Bo, um, you know, we wondered about them um, just because their their schedule didn't look quite as tough. I, I think they, you know, we saw that they were legit in that uh, four overtime game against against Derryfield. Um, unfortunately, in the first round of the playoffs, um, they look like they've got a strong returning cast there. So I think those I three. I like their returning yeah. cast. Yeah, they, they've got a, They've got a good group of, of players coming back. I mean, again, you know, they, you know, you have to figure out goaltending and and you know they do lose some other Kieri, but they they've got a lot of good players coming back. Yeah. Um, you know, and the other team, the other team that we, you know, failed to mention another great game with Derryfield was, was St. Thomas this year too. Um, you know, they do lose Brooke Chandler and a couple other girls who are, are going on to play in college. Um, but they, they, they should, they should, you know, a team that I think could quickly reload. It looks like heavy senior class. And then kind of, kind of like I talked about on my boys side, large freshman class, and then, and then a um, you know a sizable junior class that'll be seniors next year. Yeah, I think I think they're a team. Um, yeah, you mentioned that, that they lose um, thirteen seniors in total uh, from this. Yeah, that's team. big. That's yeah, a lot. Yeah, 
could be a very could be almost like their boys team this year. We're gonna be pretty young next year, right? And I I think they'll be a team that that'll still be really competitive and and probably could even sneak into the playoffs. Um, but I think it's gonna be, you know, maybe an uphill battle. Um, yeah. I would I would put Pelham in that list too. You know, of of teams that lost really good seniors. Sure. And are, are traditionally a strong program, but but could be it could be a little bit tougher next year as they kind of reload. Um, you know, one team that I, I think or um, you know could be uh, make the next step and, and and get into the playoffs is uh, you know we talked about them on the boys side is kind of being the favorite, but I think Campbell girls um, you know they look like they have enough returning there or a, a pretty good uh, group returning uh, you know to to potentially be one of those eight teams that gets into the playoffs. Yeah, and then, you know, another team we talked about on the boys' side, Lebanon. Uh, you know, the Lebanon girls there, they, again, don't return or don't lose too many, don't lose too many seniors. They do lose their senior goaltender, but, man, that is a that is an, a, a strong and, and big senior class coming back yeah. next year. So would not surprise me to see them doing some some big things next year in, in Division Three. And I would, I would also put, um, you know, two teams that are kind of more traditional uh, powers in the division, Laconia and Kearsarge. I think they're both in the same boat. You know they had good senior classes this year, but but maybe not quite enough to su- support them in in terms of underclassmen and and you know they picked up some experience hopefully this season and and should be back up to where they uh, they typically are uh, come twenty. I was gonna say it was so it was surprising not to, for years and years Laconia how good they've been. It's surprising that that not to see them in that in that top four. Um, you know it it shouldn't be long before they get back to that as well. I Absolutely. agree with you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So I think that kind of uh, that kind of wraps us up there in terms of uh, getting ready for 2022. And or any any final final thoughts uh, before we uh, we sign off for another year. Uh, you know, kind of like we talked about it. It, it all this depends on who you know. It, it, on paper, that's what it looks like, right? But yep. you never know. Yeah, it's absolutely. transferring schools and and injuries and things like that but uh if everything holds to form it could be another uh another really good spring next year in terms of you know most divisions being wide open for and, and for the taking yeah i would say and well you, you got to throw in, in coaching changes there too i mean yeah it, you know it, it it feels like on especially on the girls side there's you know there's a handful every year and i know we've already got a couple um that we mentioned um you know so that's a that's another factor too is is what happens with the coaching staffs what does that have effect does that have on players coming back so yeah hopefully uh you know we 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 like you said looked at uh, what was on paper and hopefully we uh we gave you a nice uh, or, or some a little bit of a, a primer for next year keep you going for through the off season yeah and who knows maybe we'll uh maybe we'll get together a couple times this summer and do a couple uh a couple updates on the recruiting trail that would yeah that sounds uh let's let's try to plan those of course we'll uh, we'll let you all know for beforehand uh if we're able to get that together um chris thanks again for uh, for another great year this has been uh, i'm glad we were able to to do this for as long as we did this spring and and that we were actually able to get out to some games and, and had some action to talk about this year absolutely and joe get some uh get some rest take some well-deserved time off we appreciate everything you're doing for new hampshire uh lacrosse out here thank you thanks i yeah i've got a actually got a couple of uh weeks planned uh for next month that i will be uh you know it won't probably won't be um tapped into the website as much as i, I normally am uh, might even go somewhere who knows you should <laughs> get it done uh 
would also uh, like to thank uh, Roger Howe uh, of the Bean Group for for sponsoring uh, the la- our last couple of shows here. Don't forget you can uh, you can contact Roger at 800-450-7784 or 603-247-1583 or by email uh, roger at rhowrealestate.com. All right, I think that's uh, that's going to do it for for the the 2021 uh, podcast here. Um, yeah, Chris, thanks again and uh, We'll uh, we'll talk to you hopefully uh, sooner rather than later. Thanks again for listening.